Mom. 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 Beth, what? We called your mom. <laughs> Today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. you Ooh, look at you i'm so proud of you for using why your earpods i know you know it was much easier than i could have imagined oh you're like kevin McAllister over there with the rollerblades <laughs> good thing you finally Ooh. put them on <laughs> and bonnie is calling hey, us oh great now but i just oh. mean in general. She is calling us. Okay. You didn't wear your new shirt. Well, Mom, you know, I'm about to put it on. Oh, good. <laughs> I loved it. I apologize for what I said about if I got that for you, you would give it away. <laughs> well, look, you're not wrong. And when I put it on, I think we're... <laughs> Thank you. I think... Um, I think Chris felt weird about it when I put it on because I look like a third grader. <laughs> Who cares? So what? Who cares? You got to wear what makes you happy. Yeah, well. Yeah. He's not wrong. <laughs> he is wrong. I love that. It's cheerful. It has Bee. a bumblebee on it and flowers. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice little sweatshirt here. You know why I said that yesterday, Beth? Why? Because I came to the realization that I cannot, uh, for Christmas presents, I cannot choose clothes for you or your sisters. It, you know, it took me a long time to figure that out, but I have no clue. Each of you have your own style and I can't, I can't be a part of that. I wouldn't know where to begin. It's hard to guess. After a while, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Well, Megan's 40, so you know what? It took me a long time to get there. Well, buying Christmas gifts. Who keeps track? I mean, I don't. I know, but you'd to... like to think that, you know, you could choose something. But no, it, that's very personal. And all three of you have always been very different. Although maybe you and Meg are a little bit more similar. But not anymore, because you have your own style. And so does yeah. she. I like to wear applique, flower applique sweatshirts that are purple. I love it. I really do. <laughs> and have a bee buzzing around on them. <laughs> it's bright. It's happy. It's like, remember the Vera Bradley bag? Yeah, you know, I think I'm definitely past that. Yeah, it had bumblebees on it. I know. That's what I mean. Yeah, we really, you know, knew how, to, like giraffes too. You know, we really kind of played that one to the hilt. <laughs> we definitely Penguins. took that one all the way to the Pigs. broken down zoo. All the way up. <laughs> to the end i still have you know storage tubs of pigs downstairs <laughs> that were hannah's <laughs> see that's the thing you tell someone your favorite animal early on in your life and you're going to get that animal it's a problem until you're potentially 18 for high school graduation <laughs> mine was giraffe megan's was penguin and hannah's, hannah's was, was pigs. pig we, we took it to the nth degree.
It looks like we're getting a call. Yay. Okay. Yes, you are. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. It's Hi, Bonnie, Bonnie herself. Good morning or, well, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Yeah. Bonnie, this good is my voice. It's Beth. And, Mom, you say your voice so we can. Hi, Bonnie. I'm Diane. We're thrilled. Hi, that, Diane. That you were able to carve out some time for us. Really, really excited to talk with you. Oh yes, my. you're calling oh, us from Maine. It's nice to talk to you too. Anytime I can talk about Krista, I'm there. I'm so there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, every good mother should be, of course. Yeah, yes, Chris, Krista exactly. describes you as super cool. Uh, and she was oh, very excited. Really? Yes, yes. Your own daughter thinks you're smart, funny, and young. Those were the wow. descriptors. Oh, I love that. She doesn't tell me that to my face, so that's news to me. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's the point of the podcast, too, is to share the secret compliments that your daughter is giving you to her friend. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> those are, so those are calling, pretty spectacular. <laughs> you're calling us from Maine. Um, you're on the East Coast, From Bonnie. Maine. Did you? Yes, um, from snowy oh. Maine. Oh, it's. I'm jealous because I'm in L.A. and I'm stuck too. because of the oh. pandemic. I'm jealous yeah. of you. I wish I were in it. I love LA. Yes, I love I really it too. Do. Isn't it gorgeous? Think, look, it, it, it is beautiful is. for like growing up in the Midwest. Obviously, it was nice to have the seasons, but I always say living out here when it's always warm, years fly by because there is no seasons distinguishing it. I, I, I don't even know how old I, I am. You know, it's just. <laughs> I, I have no idea how old I am. You know, I know me neither. Lied to me. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be great if for years your mom lied to you about your age? So you right. Never yeah. knew? I'm really very young. Well, I have the mind of a kid, so that's what I think of myself. I think I'm still. Oh, I love that. I feel the same yeah. way. I mean, I think stand-up comedy helped that. But I wanted to say, Bonnie. So, did you grow up in Maine on the East Coast? Where did, Where were you born? No, we just moved here a month and a half ago. Oh my, oh my gosh. I was born in Westchester, outside of New York. You know, I grew okay. up outside of New York in Westchester. And then I moved to New York um, when I got married, my first uh, marriage, and, and where I had Christus. So I lived in New York all those years. And then we moved to the eastern end of Long Island, to the Hamptons. And then the summer with COVID, um, we have a house in Spain and we always would go there in the summer and this summer we couldn't go because of the pandemic. Mm, so yeah. we came up here and we loved it so much. We bought a house. We sold our house in the Hamptons and moved here. Oh my gosh. So wait, I bet it's beautiful you there. What brought you there? Just like knowing that it might be beautiful or are, do you have some friends there? Well, my husband, Norm had been here in the summers when he was a kid and he said, you'll like Maine. It's really nice. So we thought, oh, why not try it? And we came to a beautiful town called Camden. And um, we just loved it. We spent the summer here and we thought, we want to stay here. We're done with the Hamptons. It got so crowded this summer with everybody moving out from the city. Mm -hmm. that, and I'm an artist and he's an artist. So, you know, it's perfect for us up here. Oh, I bet it's I, beautiful, beautiful. So, so how much um, snow do you have? I'm just curious. It's December. How much snow? Oh, it's just very little. We're on the coast. We're right on the ocean, Penobscot Bay. So there isn't a okay. lot, but it is. it was snowing this morning a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, it, 
Yeah, but it's very pretty. It really is. That was a good move. But it's move. pretty out where you are, too. Yeah, it was a big move. But, you know, we're kind of adventurous. We yeah. go, you know, we went to Spain and we went to the mountains of Spain and bought a house there. and We live kind of Gosh. like from another century up there. <laughs> so, you know, we're we're always going and moving and buying houses and whatever. That's so, an amazing so, life. It keeps was us you- young. Keep when you home. were um, in growing up in Westchester, because I have actually, I don't think I've been there. Um, what was that like? Like when, when you say like, because you didn't move to the city until later. And I don't know what Westchester is like. You know, is it a small town? Well, Did you just, know people? It, what was Westchester like? is a county. But the little town I grew up in was Larchmont. It's a suburb of New York that's 20 miles away. And kind of upscale everyone's very concerned about what their neighbor's doing and wearing and car having you know that kind of thing um but it actually was it was nice when i was growing up um of course i couldn't wait to get out of there but i i was very lucky when i was 14 years old um i they found me to do a cover and a story on life magazine so I kind of left Westchester then when I was 14 and started and went to school in the city. Tell us so about that. Back and forth. Life magazine was huge. I mean, it was huge. Huge. It was a big deal. Yeah. I loved deal. when my, my parents, you know, subscribed, we'd get one and oh, that is a big deal. So Bonnie, tell us, how did that, how did that all unfold? 14 years old on life it magazine. Was, it was just a fluke. Um, my mother had thought that I could be a model. So she took me into the city one day and I met a woman named Candy Conover who had an agency. And that day, what luck this was, they, in her office were a photographer and reporter from Life Magazine who were looking to do a story on the, an American teenager. And I guess they were tired of looking all over and they, you know, said, oh, my God, let's just do her. (laughs) Wow. They lived with me for two months. um, What? Following me to school everywhere. And they did, you know, and then it was real reportage, you know, with magazines. The photographers followed you around and all that. And they. Yeah. They did this story, which turned out to be seven pages, and then there was nothing going on that week. There were no wards breaking out or anything, so I was <laughs> on the cover, which was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. So that kind of that changed everything, and then I, I took my Life magazine around to photographers, and, and the first job I did was um, a cover of Seventeen magazine. Oh, Bonnie, I, I just want to hear a little bit more of that. Seventeen I, I used to buy Seventeen. That was one of my favorite magazines. Even before I was Seventeen, my mom let me get it. I, you really? must have been, what, about oh, eighth what grade? what a permissive mother. <laughs> oh, you think? <laughs> yeah. Wow, you let your daughter do a lot of things. Seventeen before she was seventeen. That's funny. <laughs> I know. Well, I had two older sisters, too. So, you know, they were in on it. And I got to oh, look at okay. their... I'll, I'll be honest. But... Were you about, okay. what, eighth grade? I mean, I was about eighth grade. Ninth grade. Ninth, Ninth grade. grade. Okay. It was, um, oh, actually, no, it was the end of eighth grade. You're right. 
and it was that summer, um, the summer that I was going to go into ninth grade that I, I started modeling. And then I changed to professional children's school, which was such a cool school. Okay. Um, Ronnie Walk, uh, oh, Christopher Walken was in my class. What? Oh my Marvin gosh. Hamlish was in my class. Oh, I mean, so that's cool. the kind oh, of wow. people we had at school. It was fun. It was really fun. And that was that was in the oh city. I think, like, my, you know, look in the city. So I would take the train every day into the city and then come home. And your basically, your mom was like saying, your mom wasn't encouraging you to do this. Obviously, she felt like you know. Moms are going to be a little biased, but I've seen the photos. You were a beautiful child. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's... Oh, thank you. I don't know how beautiful, but I, I was able to sit still, which yes. is a lot of modeling. You have to be able to be very still. <laughs> my mother actually preferred Krista as a child because Krista was the kind that was going to be an actress. And I was never that type. I was too shy mm, yeah. and too quiet. You know, so yeah, she was. Yeah, my parents were. Oh, she's inherited your beauty. She's a beauty too. Whew. Yeah, that's true. Wow, Krista you, is something else. <laughs> she said Krista was saying. Okay, hey. I, I, I'm still hung up on 17. I just can't get over it. And oh, also, okay. Bonnie, eighth grade for me was probably one of the worst years of my life. I had no idea what I was doing. Hair, clothing. Uh, that's why I looked to the professionals like you and I could never achieve it. I'm just saying, (laughs) that's no, it's true. It's just true. (laughs) What mom? Sorry. Oh no, you go, no, you go ahead. No, I'm just so excited by it because eighth grade, of course, it was just the worst year of my life. Well, one of the ninth grade wasn't great either, but, um, and, and, and then Bonnie, I've seen some of the covers of, Brides magazine, weren't you on some brides magazines yes. too? Or America? Yeah. <gasps> I've been on, yeah, Red Book and Good Health, lots and lots. Oh, um, I was very fortunate because I was extremely young, and in those days, 100 years ago, <laughs> they didn't have young models like they do now, you know. So mm-hmm. everyone was like, Wow, this girl is so young, and you know, they were very respectful. I never had any problems you know, with anyone in that business because they knew I was young and my father sometimes would pick me up from jobs if I was working late. Mm -hmm. But my mother, who was, my parents were the strictest parents in the history of time. They let me go to Paris. First of all, they let me go to London by myself when I was 14. Oh my God. They let me go to Paris by myself when I was 16. Well, did you have a chaperone? I'm imagining. Did they, did they offer you a Well, when I went to London, yes, someone did, you know, someone did pick me up. But when I went to Paris when I was 16, no one, I mean, I just went to my hotel and I would, I would, you know, of course my parents didn't know that, but (laughs) they, um, it was different. It was a different world then. What can I say? Did you speak French or were you just sort of there and no, I didn't speak French. Yeah. I, well, and then that was my first year in college. Oh no, was it? it was my last year in high school. Okay. I was 16 because okay. I skipped a grade in high school. So I was 16 and, um, it was kind of fun that some models took me under their wings over there. And it was, I mean, so exciting. 
I thought. Gosh, I did you get into trouble? Because sometimes when you have these strict parents, I feel like you sometimes act out when you get the freedom to. Or did they, being so strict, that, did it that keep took you in a line? few years? No, I didn't <laughs> act out as a teenager. But later on, let's not talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to. You know, Kristen was saying that you were. Krista was saying that you were a supermodel, basically a true supermodel before there were supermodels. So I, I wouldn't say that I, I was I lucky it. and I was able to work a lot. You know, I, I was very fortunate. Um, and, and also I think, you know, you, um, it's, if you show up, you know, a lot of people are divas and they don't last very long Mm-hmm. I would just show up for every job on time and I would do what I would have to do. I was very obedient. So well, you yeah, took it, was it seriously, it, was it sounds lucky. like. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I was very grateful to be able to make the money and travel all over and do that. Right. You're basically, you have a, you know, other teens job is work. Like mine was working at it an ice cream store. My sister's work, working at a right. cafe and yours was being on the cover of a national magazine <laughs> or world actually. <laughs> yeah. Were your, well, what did wow. your parents do? That's it. It's like, very exciting. I just, it's so exciting. Were, were they in the arts too, Bonnie? Your no, parents? they weren't. My, they were just, my mother was a housewife and my, my father worked in real estate and, we were very middle class, you know, um, my mother had grown up in Cuba, so she had a very different life and, and she was, I don't know. Yeah. She, she was, you know, had a different life than she wound up having. So she was never really happy. Both my parents were kind of sad, but, um, it was normal, you know, we were middle class people growing up, you know, and I was just fortunate. I was thinking, you know, some people are just very lucky to be picked to do certain things. And I was lucky to have a different life. Yeah. That timing and, you know, your mom had to obviously get you there, but timing, luck and And then your natural people being there. Exactly. Well, yes, I never felt I was beautiful, but I, I guess I had a, you know, girl next door kind of look. You're gorgeous. And people related We've seen to it. the cover. Yeah, oh, you're a gorgeous it. girl. You you really Thanks. are. And I think it's still intriguing for Life magazine to follow you around to, you know, see what it's like to be a, an American teenager. And what you're describing is you kind of were that with your parents and your mom. And, um, and you had fortunate, beautiful looks. Like I said, eighth grade was the worst for me. Yeah, I was stuffing my bra and playing field hockey, and uh, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, I didn't get my acne until my twenties. So I probably remember how sh- everything was shame, you know, when you were ashamed of this and ashamed of that, and didn't think yeah. you were cute. That's yes. how I felt. You know, I was just so self conscious. Yeah, yeah so but like, I think every teenager is like that. I really do. Yeah, oh, do but too. you were saying it's the too, nature like, of the age. You know, you're describing yourself as shy and being able to sit still. And the truth is, you know, sometimes even in my nervousness, uh, it can come off as very calm. So I think if you were a little <laughs> shy, <true> too. <laughs> it could have come off even as just confident, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. 
Were, did know. you have siblings too, or were you an only child? I did. I had a younger sister who, you know, was completely different than I was. She was complete rebel. And, and the times then, you know, she had, you know, come along just as drugs were getting started and she was very rebellious and, and different. Yeah. You know, different mm-hmm. than I was. She wasn't so. Trying to I was your the one afraid and... to act out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had the strict yeah. parents, and you came first. And I think sometimes that that can breed a more of a rule yes. follower in some ways. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we've talked Absolutely. about that, haven't we, Beth? <laughs> yeah, following rules. But then with your your younger sister, you know, maybe she for her to see you. Uh, going in your direction, maybe she felt compelled to go in another direction, you know, and um, exactly be it must have different been from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, when you like, we all experienced that, right? Mom was probably watching you or look, you know, she could have thumbed through Life magazine, seen this beautiful teen who, you know, seems to have this particular life while they're following around. Meanwhile, you are feeling like most teens are, which is you know, maybe not enough or inadequate. Did you feel very like insecure? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Did you feel like <laughs> modeling ended I up like helping it. that or making it worse? Or, you know, because we're, well, it, we all find ourselves looking at others thinking that they've got it all figured out. Yes. Well, yeah, that's you know, a good point. Models, like, I wish I looked like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because with models, in when you're doing the job, no one's telling you you're great. The stylists and the hairdressers and all those people are saying you're too fat, you're too thin, you're too this, you're too that. You know, you don't look great today. Are you tired? Aww. So you're you're always and you're around the most beautiful women ever. Mm-hmm. So you, I always felt I wasn't pretty at all next to them, and they, mm-hmm. you know, were so together. Um, usually they were older than I was and more confident, Mm -hmm. but you know, most models I know are not that confident about how they look. They're really not, Mm -hmm. you know, they may say so when they're interviewed, but in real, they're not because your, your normal life is everyone around you is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. And you were very, it was very formative time in your life too. When you started out, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, that seems like, you know, maybe one of the downsides when you, you, but there were upsides too, like you say, to go to the school that you went to with Chris Walken and Marvin Hamlisch, just really amazing people like yourself. Um, But the downside would be that, that pressure of having, you know, the expectations seem very high when you're that young. Well, that's what happened. I wanted to be normal, you know, Mm -hmm. so I decided that I wanted to go away to college and I wanted to go to a college that was very normal and not near a big city. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. Um, But when I got there, Middlebury College in Vermont. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And how did you find that? Was that a a relief to be just amongst a lot of other, you know, students. Did you, did you like it? I loved Middlebury, but what happened was I had started this career. So 
they would call me and say, could you come down to New York for this job? Could you come down to New York for that job? So I would take a plane if the weather was good, but if not, I'd be on a bus for seven or eight hours going to the city. And then on the weekends, I would work and then I would come back. So it was very stressful to be there. Everyone else was just in campus life and Mm-hmm. studying and everybody there was smarter than I was. I don't know how I ever got into that school because they were just brilliant. And I was, it was hard. It was hard wow. to do that. Well, you were doing um, two jobs but, too. You were yeah. doing your modeling job and you were also trying to get through college. That's a lot. Not to mention That's that you started at 14. After two years, I did a really smart thing. <laughs> I decided to leave college to get married to someone I didn't really even know and get pregnant and have a child. (laughs) Hey, I think that's a solid move. And it's something that I'm looking to do soon. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) So how did you meet? This This is Krista's dad. Krista's father, yeah. We had met um, a couple of years before a mutual friend had gone to Lawrenceville and he was in Lawrenceville school and I had gone down there with a a group of girls to meet these guys and we met them and and then I didn't really think about him but he contacted me of course now that I was modeling and you know whatever and said I'm going to come up to New York and you know maybe on you know we'll meet one weekend and then I decided, well, this is a good idea. You yeah. know, I'll leave the mm-hmm. school. I won't have all this pressure. And um, that I can was see where that. you did that. I can see where you did that. I mean, don't you, you feel can? like sometimes oh, <laughs> you, well, you get into a place where you feel there's no outs or there's you're missing out on some things. I mean, like you just said, if you're at college, you know, my girls, I remember myself, I worked hard, but you also had that downtime with friends and maybe a sorority or, um, you know, all the things that campus life can offer. But you, you didn't get to see all of that because you were doing your modeling in New York. That's a lot of pressure on you. So maybe you were just yeah. looking for an, a, a less stressful. I was. Or then, you know, the next step. Exactly right. You did that. And now, too, I'm like, with academics, it's like, yeah, I went to college at Miami um, University in, but in Ohio. And it's like, if the first week of, of class and some new, you know, course I was taking assigned a lot of reading and I didn't do the reading, well, good luck doing it for the rest of the semester because it was like, well, I'll never catch up. Sometimes I didn't even crack right. the textbook. Avalanche. You know? So I don't blame yeah. you for feeling behind in the first place. And then you know, once you're there and in the thick of it, you're leaving on the weekends. And it's just one of those things where it feels like uh, you can't really catch back up. Exactly. Well, you had and high expectations I really, after I left, I really regretted leaving, but you know, it's, it's something I would convince someone if they were ever asking my opinion, I'd say, don't leave college. But yeah. It, it, it worked. If I hadn't, then I wouldn't have Krista. That's true. So, That's right. You know, it's a really great so you way had to look her, at you it. Said, too. You, you said you had her at a young age, about college age? I was just past my 20th birthday wow. when I had Krista. Sure. Yeah. So I was really um, young and not knowing 
you know, what I was getting into. So l- luckily she survived my mothering, <laughs> you know, having a really young mother. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I did the best I could and we had a lot of fun. You know, she, I was very lucky because Krista from the time she was born was a very easy kid to get along with. I mean, she was big. She was eight pounds, eight ounces. So she was healthy. (laughs) She was precocious. She walked very early. She talked very early. So I was blessed. If I had had a difficult child, I don't know, you know, how it would have turned out. (laughs) Right. She was very easy. (laughs) And too, were you having the did you feel more like you were on your own or at this time, you know, like you said, you didn't feel like you knew her dad as well as you wanted to maybe at the beginning. Did you feel sort of on your own there or were you getting help and were you still working or I'm just curious oh, what you had to oh, balance I at had the age of 20. Well, her father um, didn't work then. And so I worked and okay. when she was born, I had a nanny that would come in during the day and I would work. Actually, when I was pregnant, I had I couldn't tell them that I was pregnant, so I would wear these tight girdles. And I worked up at the time I was six months pregnant. No one knew. Oh my Bonnie, gosh. oh my god, Bonnie! I look oh, six months girl. pregnant right now. I even went on a trip to the Bahamas. I went on a trip to the Bahamas doing bathing suits when I was six months oh. pregnant with Krista. Oh. If you can imagine, I am so jealous I know, of you. I, I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> mom's mom's experiencing a <laughs> get over eighth grade but now six months pregnant and you're modeling bathing suits this is just incredible to me I, I i mean look not to be mean to myself but i look six months pregnant when i'm in a bathing oh. suit but anyway <laughs> keep... <laughs> so but then i gained 40 pounds in three months so you know it was i made up for it don't yeah, worry. you had a little Good catching up you. to do. I hope you enjoy, I hope you enjoyed every every bite. step of that pregnancy. <laughs> every I bite had, had some things that you'd longed for, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you remember craving anything? M and M's, multiples. I craved Chinese rice. I oh. ate Chinese rice from the Chinese, but the worst <laughs> thing was when Krista was born she didn't get teeth until she was a year old and i thought this is because i never drank milk when i was pregnant <laughs> this is my punishment she's not gonna ever have teeth i'm gonna have to get baby oh no <laughs> baby dentures <laughs> but she finally did get teeth and they're beautiful she's got it's very true. Long, beautiful teeth. it's true oh my god so so she grew up then you know you you and krista two little gals in the city basically because you're living in nyc right right in new york city and her dad left we separated when she was a year old exactly the day after her first birthday party yeah she always loved to have huge parties even from her first birthday party which was huge and she would greet everybody yes it still continues to this day so it was yeah kind of the two of us the two of us on our own with um a nanny that would come in during the day i love that she's like opening the door for her first birthday she's like welcome to the party i just got teeth yes (laughs) (laughs) i am gonna have teeth And she so so obviously you're immersed in the world of modeling, you know, 
you you have your your one year old. You're still working. You're getting the help um, from a caregiver, and then uh, Krista ha- appears right in a Wonder Bread commercial when she was just a little. Yes, one. a Wonder Bread commercial, and we would do modeling jobs. She didn't really like modeling because she couldn't sit like a stone, like I could for hours. She was very energetic. We did red book covers and um, we did an ad for ivory soap with Scavulo, which is so beautiful. But yeah, she, she did not want to sit still. So we had Scavulo had to bring his, he had a great big, great Dane or something he brought out. And when Krista saw the dog, she was okay. But it was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Probably just like <laughs> when you see something like that as a kid, you almost freeze and just, it's like how I would look as a kid yeah. watching TV. My mouth was just like a little bit open. Right. Like right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that must be a treasure of a picture, though. Oh my God. Yes. It's, oh, it I've is. seen it. It's beautiful. And she had a sh- her brown hair, short little haircut. Yes. Oh, yes. I would so love cool. to see and that. And it's funny. Yeah. I'll show it to you. All the things that she complains about that I did when I was. A mother, she does the same thing to her daughter. I was noticing I have a picture of Charlotte, <laughs> yeah. Chris's daughter, the same hairdo. I love you know, that. the same bow, the same back. There's so comfort anyway. there. I think there's comfort. When you see your daughter doing something you did with their own children, that, yeah. that's a good sign. You, you did a lot of right. things right, I think, Bonnie. Yes. Well, I think we need to take a break. So we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Two, sis- two older sisters, Megan and Hannah, and Hannah always looks at photos from when we were kids and complains about her mullet. Meanwhile, her second youngest son, Kelly, has Mullets a curly mullet. Mullets were in the 80s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So I, I know Krista would always say, oh, my mother never let me eat junk cereal. Do you think her children have ever seen junk cereal in their <laughs> house ever? Never. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> we had uh, a lot of cute. breakfast for dinner at our house, so we were eating yeah, cereal we, quite we were, a bit. I was very creative. Yeah, yeah, we like breakfast for dinner. <laughs> and I did introduce. I still I did like introduce, breakfast for dinner. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a Belgian comforting. waffle. Wait, Mom, what were you going to yeah. say? Introduced what? Oh, I introduced Lucky Charms to uh, Megan's little girls, and uh, Mom. Um, Gracie loves them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> felt bad but you know it's during the pandemic and I was looking for comfort food myself right. so I had Lucky Charms up in the closet and uh Gracie oh. and we have a little Charlotte too they yeah we have a Charlotte and oh you do too. yeah she's oh. five though she or six I don't know oh, how she's old seven then. babe whoopsie seven. look the years well. they just get away from me <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. it's it's a wonder I remember anyway. their names but I do care about that. I forget me. how old I am. Forget about other people's ages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. So I was going to hey, say, I, it, age I, is overrated. You're, you're okay. I was just curious a little yeah. bit because I know you're with Norm okay. now. But you know, and I don't mean it in like a overly personal question, but it's like you're a model in New York City, and are you having people trying to court you? Are you going on dates? Like it just kind of seems like 
such an interesting time. I mean, what are we in now? The seventies or wait? Yeah. Still the sixties. Okay. The sixties. So it's like sixties, New York city. You're a freaking supermodel. Like, were you having some fun with, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I'm just curious because I look back sometimes and I I wish I dated more. This is is my thing. I never thought I was going to get divorced, but I did. Um, My Chris's dad decided he wanted to find himself. So he went off wherever. Um, (laughs) I love you. I I love you too. I've been there, done that. Yes. (laughs) Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the first person that I dated, I decided, well, I have to marry him because I have a one-year-old child and no one is going to ever want to go out with me. Yeah. So Aww. I better nail this one down. Yeah. So he was a doctor, a surgeon, and I thought, oh, he'll take care of us and mm-hmm. we'll all live happily ever after. So that's okay. what I did. I got married to the first guy that I dated after I got divorced from Chris's dad. Again, I can see where you did that. You can? I can. Oh, I love Is, your... And did that end up still being Norm? No. Oh, okay, no. So second husband. <laughs> okay, oh, Bonnie, you're, you're Bonnie. I am just, I am just saying I did that also. Yes, you're talking to someone who really? did the same thing. Yeah. The, the second time, the second time I got married, I re- I had three little girls and I felt like, oh... I'm never going to be able to do this on my own. I want them to go to college. I'm worried. I, I right. What am I going to do? And I, exactly. I, if I could go back, I would have a really stern talk with myself and say, look what you've already done. I could say what? that about you, Bonnie, and I don't even know you. But look what you already did. You were working, modeling. You had a baby. You continued to work, support yourself, uh, so much so that you could, you know, had a, a nanny to take care of Krista. But we have that in our head somewhere that we need help. You know, I'm not going to be able to do this on my own. So I I get you. And not only that, listen to this. Not only that, I married somebody who is Mm Italian-American, who was more Italian than people that live in Sicily in a remote village. So I was not allowed. (laughs) I was not allowed to have a charge account. I was not allowed to have money of my own, Uh-oh. my my money. And he told me all this before we got married. Any money that I earned would go straight into his bank account. And that seemed to make uh, perfect sense to me. Uh, I said, oh, well, okay. Oh, <laughs> Bonnie. <laughs> so you could, but again, you have know, a conversation <laughs> with yourself. <laughs> and say, right. Why did I, why did I so buy into that when look how capable and professional you already were but because you guys but you, you know, know the good thing there's a silver lining to everything never would do that. No. <laughs> exactly i was just yeah. going to say that it's no. like you know unfortunately I, you know you can't sometimes help but be a, like but absorb things of the times and you guys were watching television and the things you grew up watching and what your parents felt you know even just the idea of needing to get married again or feeling like you needed that right again. right and That's now security. I'm mm-hmm. I'm so far <laughs> different from that because, yeah. you know, me and, and Krista, we watched you guys, unfortunately, you know, whatever, make, make some, yeah. I don't yeah. want to call them mistakes because obviously I appreciate the experience you had because of it, but yeah. because you had, you went through that <laughs> and discovered those important lessons, then we learned them too. We absorbed them instead yeah. of 
you know, some of the exactly. more potentially harmful things we could have. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and Krista is extremely independent and I'm so proud of that, of her, but yeah, I mean, it all mm-hmm. is for a reason. I believe I, you know, would I go back and change a lot of things? Yes, if I yeah. could, but I think they're all learning things for us they on are. our journey. We they learn are. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, absolutely. I mean, like, so you go ahead. Sorry. I, I'm not spoiled. You know, I'm a person who's not, I don't feel entitled. I don't feel spoiled. I I can cook and clean and, and do everything by myself. And if I hadn't had that experience, I wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, the pandemic would be horrible for me now when in fact, I love being home. You yeah. know, I love it. I've, I've lots of things to keep me busy now. Sure. And, but, and I uh, think too, like Krista was able to watch that and you know, I don't know the ins and outs of it, of course, and we all struggle, but she seems to have chosen a wonderful partner and built a life with him, yes. Bill. And yes. so I think that's a positive lesson in its in itself, that she was able to find a good partner that treats her well. Absolutely. And yeah, he adores her and she waited until she knew what she wanted. She didn't get married, you know, first right out of the shoot. She waited and, and dated people and lovely people. I loved all of her boyfriends. And then she picked the right one, the right partner for her. And it's worked out really well. And, and she's, you said, too, you were a little more shy when it came. I know you went to your, your um, oh, yeah. professional <laughs> school and stuff but and went into modeling. But she, you said she kind of always wanted to be an actress. She always wanted to be an actress. She was always funny. She was always outgoing. I mean, she would do amazing things, you know, as a little kid. You know, I I was so shy. I, I can remember being in a coffee shop and having to go to the bathroom, and I didn't want to ask anyone, you know, like, where's the bathroom? It was too shy. So I said to Krista, you know, I think we should go home you know, because I have to go to the bathroom. She said, well, there must be a bathroom here. She was about three or four. And I said, well, I don't want to ask anyone. So she says, excuse me. She's the waitress. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> so, you know, she's over there. She says, see, was that hard? <laughs> I love that. That's a little bit like that. Just, you know, right out there. We, we went on a trip to the Bahamas once and um, my I had a cap tooth that fell out the day we got there. And I said, we're going to have to go home. She said, do you want to ruin everyone's vacation with your cap tooth out? She said, fix it, you know, and and stay here. I mean, I'm telling you, she was about five. So I had eyelash glue, false eyelash glue with me. And I glued it back in. And we were, I glued it in every morning. We were able to stay the whole vacation. She said, do you want to ruin it for everyone? That's all you need is a little nudge, a little nudge from your five-year-old. I did. At least she didn't hand you a chiclet or something (laughs) to put in there. Yeah. No, she always wanted to be an actress. And my mother encouraged her. You know, because my mother thought for sure she was going to be a great actress. And we all, I mean, she was really sporty, but I knew the sports thing wasn't, um, the actress thing was going to do it for her because she was so outgoing and funny and sure of herself. 
very she confident. Just really is. I mean, obviously, listeners know if they're clicking on this who we're talking about, but just so they do know, it's like Chris just one of her. She was acting before, of course, but I, would you agree that her breakout, you know, big big first role was the Drew Carey show as Kate O'Brien? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah she had done things on Jerry Seinfeld and uh, French. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and things like that. But Drew Carey's show was um, her really big break. Yeah. That was my introduction was to so her. Funny. I, was, I watched it as a kid. And we grew up in, in Dayton, Ohio, southwest Ohio. And the Drew Carey show, uh-huh. show is set in northeast Ohio, in Ohio, Cleveland. Yeah. So when they're yeah. yelling Cleveland you know- rocks, <laughs> we're like, yes, we, that's so- it. we took one for the state. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because recently I was at a friend's visiting friends in Pennsylvania and another person that was there, um, my friend mentioned that Krista, she said, you mean Krista Miller of the Drew Carey show? She went nuts. You know, she said, oh, my God, she's my favorite actress. She, you're her mother? And oh I didn't gosh. know this. And she went on and on. So Aww. Krista was really nice. I told her about it. She sent her a lunchbox or something. This girl just like over the top. And, oh, you know, my gosh. So people still love the Drew Carey show and remember her from that. Look, it yeah. ran oh, for that was what, a great like cast. 10 years. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Stiles, it, it was a great cast. Yeah. And like Krista truly is so funny. I mean, talking to you, of course, immediately I noticed it. But Krista has a very unique voice, too. You know, mm-hmm. there are similarities, yes. I think, that come from yours. And she I think is so, too. I can funny. hear that. She's dynamic. Her she's timing. Really funny. Her, her, her timing, I think, really sets yeah. her apart in an ensemble yeah. of actors she is yeah, hilarious she's and then so her facial expressions and just sort of the way she drops something it's it's so unique i know she makes me laugh all the time i mean when if i feel depressed <laughs> and i call her I, I, she has the funniest <laughs> way of looking at things you know hysterical Aww. well you know her Aww. wedding was fun because all the drew carey cast was there oh um, except gosh. for mimi yeah, but um, oh, Mimi. Yeah, Mimi it was wasn't really invited. great. <laughs> Mimi, it was so funny too. But she wasn't at the wedding. But everyone else was at the wedding, and it was it was fun. Yeah, her, yeah, her that was wedding memorable. was fun. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. I loved Ryan Stiles growing up. I remember writing a paper on him in college. <laughs> He's really? So funny. Yeah. He's because I watched the show so, so much. And and I really I I loved it. And our my brother in law John was a huge Scrubs fan. But oh, Chris, yeah. Krista played Jordan on Scrubs, right? And, which, Scrubs. which for the listeners, ex wife of of Doctor Cox. And again, right, John McGinley. It, it's a it's a different character that she's bringing to it. Of course, like you know, she's not just playing like Kate O'Brien again. And it's just like my type of humor. I love that sort of. You know, not necessarily, it's not deadpan. I don't know how to describe it. So, just sort of like a uh, matter of it fact. It kind of is. Yeah. Maybe it, it is a little is deadpan. A little deadpan. it's just like, sure, yeah, sharp, sharp, funny. I just, yeah, point blank. I love yeah, it. I love, I love her character. character. Well, her character on Scrubs is a lot like her character in real life. <laughs> she's very, she, she doesn't mess around. She doesn't. <laughs> no, she doesn't strike me like as that. Get, Get to the point. <laughs> yeah, 
Exactly. Well, she has no patience with people who are whiny and sick and things like that. Yeah. Um, she really yeah, like, does. Glue it. your so tooth in re- and let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don't you think, though, maybe some of your, your little foibles that you went through, the two of you, when she was young, I feel that with, with Beth sometimes, too. Some of the you know, some, it, it could seem like a dark time, but we try to find humor in it. And, and later on, like Beth said, you, she's absorbed that in her humor, just the way she approaches life. I think it affects how our children uh, approach their lives. You have to have a sense of humor to get through some rough times. Right. Dark yeah, times. Like, exactly. I'm thankful for it. I'm, I'm I honestly am like, you know, we can't change it of course, but I'm just like, so why would I, you, you know, you can't change history. So I'm going to be thankful for it. I'm thankful for the dark times because they really made me who I am. And, you know, I had to deal with my mom marrying that guy too. I don't know. I don't know how much Chris remembers of the <laughs> Sicilian man, but it's like, I remember, you know, my mom's second husband and I got the, I got some pretty good material out of it. I'll be honest. Bonnie. It was just unfortunate. It was an unfortunate oh, yeah. choice. Well, you know, we yeah. never we it's never called him. All. We never called him dad or anything like that. His, Me neither. His name was John, and we used to call him. And he was a doctor, so we used to call him Doctor John the Night Tripper. And to this day, we always <laughs> call him the Night Tripper. <laughs> <laughs> that's so I funny because we call uh, <laughs> we call ours um we we call him freak a leak i think what else oh, really yeah and <laughs> mr magoo what what else would we call him i don't know what's the it's but it's like bonnie said it's like we don't you cannot get a you know you can't just I don't know. I guess you could pretend it didn't happen, but it happened. It's part of my history, part of the yeah. uh, our journey. And again, if you can look back on it and try to uh, get some humorous, something humorous from it, it helps you just move on. It helps ab- and exactly. learn. Learn from and the it's whole done, experience. It's over. You know, and we're not going to do that again. And she's no. never going to have not a gonna husband do like that, that again. again. No. Yeah. No. And, and it sounds like she's like on the again. right course. <laughs> she's on the right course. And I'm so lucky because I met my husband, Norm, now at Middlebury all those years ago. And then I went off to marry my first husband. And then we met again at our 25th reunion, Norm and I. And we are so happy. And oh. it's so different. He adores That's me and awesome. he thinks that I'm 17 years old with the age that he met me. <laughs> I have the age. <laughs> Bonnie, does, does Norm have like, friends? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I could clone him. Oh, please. All interested. my girlfriends are madly in love with him. He is the sweetest, a very handsome, and so nice. I am blessed. Oh, blessed for you. That's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah, so it all turned out fine in the end. Just took you a while to get to him, didn't it? It took me a while. It took a little while to get to Norm. Yeah, I had another husband after the doctor husband. We got divorced, and then I married somebody, a photographer who was younger than I was. And that was okay. I mean, 
it was he was all right, um, yeah. <laughs> but he was more like brother sister. And then then I finally four times I had to do it. I kept doing it till I got it right. You know. Wow. And now it's done. Now the important finished. thing is you got there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom hasn't dated in a really long time, but also she's yeah. in Dayton and she's not on the dating app. So I don't know how she's going to find anybody else. Well, that's... you should, you, Diane, come to me. Yes. My girlfriend <laughs> arrived at the airport, the little regional airport near us, and she met a guy. He's been texting her since she met yes. him yesterday. <laughs> Oh my! Yes. Bonnie, I keep thinking of you these know, things. Like, what's wrong with place? me? What's wrong with me? I'm going to hold out for a clone of Norm. I'm just going to hold out. <laughs> yes. Yes. You see should. what happens. I, I, that's very smart. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was well, going to say, kind of like in the movies. You know, I keep waiting for things to happen, like the movies. But yeah. you got to make it. Well, you have to yourself. sometimes row. You, I'm sorry. You, you can't always steer but you have to row you have to get out there to meet people and you know forever that's a perfect way to to put it yeah that's a perfect way to put it because my mom has just been sitting in her canoe right on the beach and in the boat gotta get out of the canoe i've been been sitting in the boat bonnie not doing too much i think you gotta row she's right i'll take that to heart i appreciate that yeah, you got to row a little. Yeah. She's, you've Float inspired me, Bonnie. You have. Because I know so many guys that are looking we're for in- cool women, you know, and, and they're out there. No. Yeah. I like to hear that. Maybe, okay. see, the trouble well. is the pandemic set us back a teensy bit, but. It did. But you needed a breather. And, yeah. Okay. And now it we're going to get the vaccine soon yes. and then it'll be okay. And we'll live happily ever mm-hmm. after. And I'm going to yeah. meet Krista in New York <laughs> and we're going to get tattoos together. I mean, oh honestly, my God, yes. that is our plan. Um, really? I just you need have to fly. To. Yes. Krista knows New York. Like, I mean, she is a real New York girl and she has so many friends there and she's got a great apartment and you have fun. You'll go all, to do it. all the cool but, places with her. And she she's <laughs> known it, too, for, like, so long. You know, not every kid, like, the cool part is, like, yes, there are. I know New York kids that grew up there. And there are, you know, risks and dangers. It's a major city. But it is also that gift, you know, that you, I mean, gave her, which is, well, like, this you know, childhood forget, in New York City. Krista, mm-hmm. you know, went to private school in New York, which is a world of itself. I mean, it was really interesting because when we went for, you know, I didn't know, I was very young, of course, I was 25 when I took her around to, you know, schools, private schools in New York. And I figured this one Brearley was really, you know, hard to get into, but I thought Chris is so smart, you know, she'll get into Brearley. And we went off for the interview and, um, we get there and I'm telling her, you know, this is a really important interview and, you know, the school is good and blah, blah, blah. So they came out first. The woman that interviewed her came out and said to me, is English her second language? And I knew <laughs> things weren't, weren't going to go well for you from oh, then on. Oh, it's no. not a good question to be asked. <laughs> So while you're waiting, she said, oh, well, well, thank you very much. So Krista comes out. I said, Krista, what happened? 
She said, well, I didn't talk to her. I said, why not? She said she had ugly shoes. <laughs> I, I, all I could look at was the ugly shoes, and I just didn't want to talk to her. <laughs> said, oh, my God. You know, and, you know, I clearly did something wrong as a parent because my son, the same thing, when he went to kindergarten, he said, this school isn't going to work out. And I said, why? He said, the teachers aren't pretty. They're not pretty. I'm not staying here. So I don't know. You oh, know. no. I mean, anyway, it, I imagine going. being a kid going to work with your mom. All you're seeing is like Chanel right. shoes and probably <laughs> well, like, you know, <laughs> your standards are a little raised. He's like not surrounded by supermodels. He's like, this is not what I'm used to. Right. This is not <laughs> what my, my teachers, are. my teachers are all sevens. I can't deal with it. Right. <laughs> uh, but she, oh. she wound up going to Convent of the Sacred Heart, which is really a, a better school for her because everyone, they had to wear these little gray uniforms. And Krista was such a tomboy. She always wanted to wear boys clothes, but she had to wear uniforms and they had to curtsy when they met you know, people. Wow. So that's what her schooling was like, you know, kind very traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very traditional. Um, thank God, because who knows what would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> she's left to her own devices. I love those stories. But, um, I know. I think I always, strictness yeah. helps, you know, or I, I always don't know. wish you kids wore uniforms. I still think kids in public school, if they just had uniforms. I love that. It yeah, it puts everybody on an even playing field. And even again, field. I'm I'm sorry, Bonnie, I'm going back to eighth grade again. It was the worst year of my life. If yeah. we had a uniform, I wouldn't have to even think about, you know, where not only a- that, Krista went to a girls school in New York. It's mostly girls and boys private schools. So if you go to a girl's school, I think it's the best thing because there's no competition with boys. Boys, yep. You're not flirting with boys. The Mm -hmm. teachers aren't favoring the boys. It's all the girls, and you're taught that you can do things. It's Mm -hmm. not like when you're in a co-ed school and, oh, the boys can do this, but you can only do that. Right. Yeah, or like Um, finding value. I'm I'm a big girl school fan. Yeah, Mm -hmm. big fan. Capable. Yeah. Yeah. I dated a guy who yep. went to Browning. He grew up in New York and went to Browning yeah. private school. Uh-huh. That but was I a school agree. that Christy used to. Yeah. They would meet with other boys schools for like plays to do plays together or concerts together or things like that. But the schooling itself, you were with other girls. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I really think that that helped a lot. And installing confidence. I mean, all of her friends, she's still friends with all of her friends from kindergarten and first grade. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I can see I, where you could really not have all of them, but friendships. you know, a lot of them. Yeah. 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 I think and you're not competing. Out. You're rooting for each other. I mean, you want good things yeah. for your girlfriends. Well, Beth, I think, you have a great yeah. group of friends that you've had. Yeah. I mean, and I, I did go to co-ed school and stuff, but let's get real. It would, it would just be such a relief because like, you know, even though you didn't put this in me, I absorbed it from whatever it is, magazine, TVs. And, and yeah. I, I think it's a societal thing, but I find that I've struggled over the years to not have my value be based in um, my looks or like a male's perception of me or, you know, basically value yeah. in the male gaze. Like my worth is 
associated to if men are attracted to me or like me. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, it could only help to to not have that factor in to a formative time in your life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even like that was pushed on me. You know, mom was never <laughs> like, oh, look a certain way or, you know, this or that. It's just stuff no, I absorbed. No, you get it from, yeah, your peers. Absolutely. You do. Yeah. yeah, you really do. And it's hard now to obviously protect your kids from it. But I agree. Like, if if you ask me as a kid, no, I wouldn't have wanted to wear a uniform. I would want to wear my own clothes. But as an adult, it's like, like we're saying, we all agree. It's like, no, just you don't have to think about it. Everybody's wearing the same thing. Everyone's wearing It's one, it's like one less thing to compare yourself. One less thing to worry about. To somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. One less thing to worry about. Wow. Now I'm all for it. But two, it's like, I, I mean, your grandkids, I mean, I, I don't know about your, if your son has um, kids too, Bonnie, but you've got three from, from Bill and Krista. Yeah, my son has two children. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you have, so it's five grandkids? Five grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and that's I've awesome. Seen some of Charlotte, mom wouldn't know this, but um, Krista's oldest daughter, Charlotte, is a musician. And it's like, I see her, of course, and I'm looking and seeing the similarities between um, you know, your early years, she's a beautiful girl. She's, you know, she puts out some music videos that are really cool. And I just think too, it's another world where, um, that we live in now with social media and who can view you and how much, and that's a whole nother thing as a parent, yeah. I'm sure to deal with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I oh can't yeah. Imagine. But Charlotte also was, you know, I, she wanted to be a model when she was 16 and wanted to go to Paris and Bill was very against it. And Krista was kind of on the fence. I said, you know, the best experience she could have is to be independent and take care of herself and travel like I did. And she did, Mm -hmm. she did it. I met her over there. We had so much fun. Oh my gosh. I I bet that was fun. Wow. It was fun. And she, but it prepared her to do her music and to be confident in that and touring. Um, she toured not this past year because of the pandemic, but the year before we met up in Paris and in London, it was fun. But I think, you know, Charlotte also learned a lot by being independent on her own at a young age. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think our family to be confident in her own abilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we all were able to like, that is one thing, whether you, both of you, Diane and Bonnie as moms realized, you know, yes, maybe you married these guys and stuff, but I think all of us, I mean, I can't speak for Krista, but me and my sisters, it's like, we looked at you and we absolutely absorbed some of that independence. Like there's no doubt that we saw what you were doing and it made a difference and a mark on us. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. it's the simplest things of, I remember being a kid in first grade and I made my own lunch. You know, I just, I remember simple things like that where it's like, I, very, yeah, I felt yeah. very capable of doing things on my own and stepping yeah. in. And I mean, it's a smaller example than going to Paris, but I made my own damn lunch, Bonnie. Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot. And, you know, I, I know people who have children in their 20s who can't make their own lunch. Yeah, that's true. We're still oh, dear, living at home. Good. <laughs> you know, they're still oh. at home doing video games and watching TV and can't make their own lunch. It makes right. my head explode. I can't stand it. Yeah. No, you're, it's you're a big world out there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and oh um, so, too, I mean, sorry, we... we 
we won't keep you much longer because we've been talking your ear off. But you guys, <laughs> you and Krista did watch my stand-up special. So thank you for doing that. That That's like what started all of this. Krista was like, I'm watching your special with my mom. And right. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, that's amazing. I couldn't do that for a trillion dollars. I couldn't do it. You know, like, I'm me so in awe of that. I think Krista could probably do it. You think so? Well, she's got that g- yeah. gift of memorizing and I yeah, think becoming could, a character. Yeah, I think she could easily play a stand-up comic. If she had to, she could. TV show. She probably yeah. could. She's doing stuff Ooh. now, too. Like, Mom, I don't know if you knew this, but Bill, her husband, he was in the industry as well. Very funny writer. And um, I guess their next thing is Clone High, which is a cartoon, which I'm excited yes. about. Yeah, Ooh, they did. Fun. And she did one of the part. Yeah, yeah. And Chris is really good at music, too. You know, she scores the music for... Um, Ted Lasso, the new show he has out. I love oh, you're Ted kidding. Lasso. She, and she did the music for Scrubs. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. I don't know where she finds the time to do that, but she does. I so love wow. Ted Lasso so much. Did you watch Ted Lasso, Bonnie? Yes. I loved it. So it. I Me loved too. the message. Yeah. It was um, so cute. That's incredible about the yeah, music, she, though. I know. I'm. This is like, that's new info to me. Well, you know, I, I have to take credit for some of that because I forced her as a young child to listen to Joni Mitchell and Cat Stevens over and over. Wow. We always had music going yes. on. So, you know, she had no choice but to like good music. What I can I that. say? Hey, we wow. have some of the best music ever of the 60s. I, I've talked about this with some of the other moms that are like our age. And you have to admit, we had just the best music growing up in the 60s yes. 70s yeah Pat stevens i had all his albums and yeah um joni mitchell carly simon oh, uh carly simon yeah really um, and carol King, I mean, yeah meanwhile i well, just did, found out that cat stevens was a man but keep going <laughs> <laughs> Of course he's a man. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, He was by his his original name, though, now, I think. Uh. (laughs) My mom's on delay. Yeah. But does does Krista sing or play an instrument or just has that ability to arrange? I'm I'm fascinated. She's not. You know, her life was taken up with sports and things like, and she read a lot. So she never had an interest in doing um, an instrument. My mother was a gifted pianist and Charlotte got that. I, my mother had given Charlotte her piano. So Charlotte plays piano and plays guitar. Kristen never learned an instrument, but she has incredible taste in music and Mm. can identify all kinds of things. You know, we have the same taste. Of course, I think it's incredible taste because it's my taste. (laughs) You know, (laughs) sure. Of course. Yeah, mom is, my mom's a pianist, Diane. She she plays yeah, sometimes. She'll play really? the music on this podcast. Maybe for this episode, we'll include some of mom's music. Oh, it's yes, it's included. Uh, oh, that's so great. Yeah. Well, I taught music oh, in public schools for 34 years and just have retired. Well, I retired three years ago. Um, but yeah, I just, I love music and have some private students now and yeah, it's a big part of my life, but um, I love that. Krista I love is that. Krista's multi-talented. Yeah, 
I know. Would you say, and, we'll, and then we'll let you go because like, we've been talking forever. I don't want to keep you. But what, what do you, <laughs> when, just, you yeah, look at, just... when you look at Krista, I guess, what are some of your proudest moments? I guess it's, you know, she's done so much. So I don't know if you have a favorite show or even if there's just something she she created when she was young that you loved. I'd just be curious. She, you know, she had so many triumphs as a child you know, every time she would win, you know, uh, at a game or, or do, be in a play and be great. And then, of course, the Drew Carey show. And yeah, um, I, I'm so proud. And, and the fact that she's been a great mom. Yeah. You know, she runs a beautiful household. You know, she takes care of her husband and her children. She loves animals. I mean, I'm very proud of so much of what Krista does that I can't really pick one thing that I can say. Yeah. I, I'm just proud of her as a daughter, you know, and I'm lucky to be her mom. I really am. I'm yeah. so blessed. And the feeling I think she you know is is mutual. She just, you know, she was just raving about you. Oh, I'm so excited nice. that I we were gonna have you on. So you did an amazing job with her. I don't, you don't, did, I don't know Bonnie. your son, but you really nailed it. Hey. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't know. I think a lot of it was in spite of what I did, but you know, yes, but that could be that could be said for all of us. Anything, <laughs> yeah, we're we're lucky, and I'm so happy to talk to you guys because you're like two shrinks. You're saying, "Oh, I understand why you did that." You know, I feel like I've been in a therapy <laughs> session and I'm all healed now. Good, serious. You should you should feel that way. We're behind you. We were making the same mistakes and. Well, and you're very, you're so, you're so forthcoming. That's a real sweet. Yeah. yeah. Bonnie, we loved spending time with you. I can't thank you enough for giving oh, thank us this you. hour. Oh, we did. Yeah. It's been my pleasure. It's been fun. You're delightful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. you well, have too. a good rest of the day. We'll be in touch. You know, All right. Whenever okay. you want. Thanks. All right. Have thank you so day. much, Bonnie. Yeah. Thank you, Bonnie. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, that was a fun conversation with Bonnie. Oh, that was delightful. What a neat gal. I can, I can see why Chris just said my mom's super cool. and She you know. is super cool. And really, when you think about it, working, she's been working her whole life. And even all the ups and downs of her life and having children and raising children and going to college and trying to juggle all that. She's incredible. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I agree. Really, and I think they... They both have been working their whole lives. The, the mm-hmm. truth is it was in the arts for the most part, you know, like there, mm-hmm. it was creative. So it felt less maybe on the grind, but doesn't mean it was any easier. No, no. I think she has high expectations of herself. And um, I bet you Krista has absorbed that, like you said, and it's been a wonderful guide for her structure for her life. It sounds like. They've both really done incredible things, like from early ages. Six months. I know that was her Wonder Bread commercial when she's six months. Ivory soap ad at age three. Krista was on the cover of, of with her. Life magazine when she was fourteen. Unbelievable. And when Bonnie was fourteen, yeah, and then they. Yeah, I wouldn't even want my parents to take a picture of me when I was that <laughs> age. It's like I would run. <laughs> Run for the meanwhile, other. Meanwhile, my dad was taking me over to Barbizon for headshots, and I had scabies. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. 
That was that was not a good. <laughs> I um, mean this thing. <laughs> well, this is a fun way to end it. I think. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's not your fault, Mom. It's the it's the web. I really am on delay. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you and I weren't, you know, cover models, but. We got some pretty good pics of us. We were not. <laughs> I have a pretty good pic of me in a sleeping bag for held a, up by suspenders. Uh, <laughs> a little hodier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a winner. Well, I'm going to hold out for a clone of Norm. Yeah. We got to yeah. I don't want to encourage you to get on a dating app because I don't want you to get COVID. I don't want you to be a hoe in COVID and pull a hovid. If he drops out of the sky, fantastic. Yeah. But either way, unfortunately, the connection's bad. But hopefully you'll find a romantic connection post-pandemic. Hopefully, yes. And I'm not going to make you get I'll, on a I'll dating be rowing app. In yes, the canoe. I think that was the key. I love that advice from Bonnie, which was you need to, you need to row. That was a great metaphor. Yeah. You don't need to be out there, yeah. you know, anchoring or throwing an oar in somebody else's boat. <laughs> But you do got to paddle. <laughs> maybe we'll find you a lover. Maybe maybe there's a guy listening right now who's like, Diane, she sounds hot. And we'll bring you some chocolates oh, and I flowers. <laughs> we can always dream. We okay. can dream. Yeah. Well, good app. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, that was Mom's fun. Good. Really fun. Um, yeah. Put my oar in the water. And I'm going to, I don't know, invite some guys into my boat. Okay. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Are we done? Are we done? Well, it's, I've reached my threshold with hanging out with my mother. So it's time for us to say goodbye. Are you sick of me? You're saying it's the saturation point? Like, <laughs> like Marilyn said about Maria? <laughs> We've reached a saturation point. point. We've reached the end. All right. We love you. Goodbye. Was that your belly? Oh, my stomach growling. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's time to eat. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.